Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Chapter 39 The smell wafted through the house. It was strong and woke Nicole up from a dead sleep. She didn't need to wake the others. She could see it was having the same effect on them. She sat up quickly and looked around, even as the others began to do the same. It was a smell she knew well. Pancakes. She rubbed the tangled mess of her hair and watched as Walt and the others hurried from their makeshift beds and scrambled down the hall towards the kitchen. Nicole smiled and closed her eyes as she inhaled deeply. The sweet, rich, melted, buttery smell filled her senses, seemed to wrap around her. After last night's feast, she wasn't hungry when she woke, but she could practically taste the pancakes and her stomach responded with loud rumbles anyway. She threw back the covers and shuffled down the hall after the others. When she got to the kitchen, she saw Ruby at her stove, which was set in an island in the middle of the floor. Everybody hovered around her with expectant faces and empty plates. Ruby laughed as she filled them all with stacks of pancakes, each one as wide around as the plate itself. No sooner had she filled each one's plates than they scurried away and plopped down at the table. A flurry of arms passed around the soft butter and syrup. Within seconds, the only sounds were metal forks on glass plates and sounds of ecstasy as the food hit their tongues. Nicole took in the scene a moment before smiling and approaching. Ruby looked up. Morning, sleepyhead, she said. Nicole looked at the stove and the fresh batch of dough Ruby had poured. The aroma was even stronger in the kitchen, and Nicole's stomach again let its desire be known. Ruby heard it and laughed. You're the late bird, darling, but not to worry. It'll be just a minute, and we'll get you taken care of, Ruby said as she handed Nicole a plate. Nicole looked around and noticed suitcases sitting by the door. She looked back at Ruby, who looked up at her knowingly. What I said last night was true. This place is more than dirt and crops but it was more because of what me and Orlin brought to it. Orlin's gone now, spared of all this unpleasantness. Until you folks came along, I thought I knew how my story would end. But I guess I don't know as much as I think I do, and that's a lesson I have to keep learning, Ruby said. She smoothed down her apron and took a breath before continuing. I guess what I'm saying is, if you'll have me, I would like to come along with you. Setting down her plate, Nicole smiled and gave Ruby a big hug. Ruby chuckled and put an arm around Nicole. Aren't you just a sweet one, baby, Ruby said, patting Nicole's back. From the table, Sam looked up. What's wrong, Nicole? he said. Nicole pulled away from Ruby and looked at the group. Nothing's wrong. Ruby's coming with us, she said. The news was met with smiles all around. Well, all right, Mama, Walt said. 
Jordan bounced in her chair and gave a little clap. Can she bring her griddle with her? she said. Everyone laughed as they attacked their plates anew. Nicole blinked away the wetness in her eyes. No more tears, my sweetness. Hold your plate out now, Ruby said. Nicole eagerly grabbed her plate and watched it disappear under two of the biggest pancakes she had ever seen. Everything was forgotten as Nicole took a seat at the table and devoured them. Ruby gazed across the room at the full table and watched them eat. Well, Orland, I guess it'll be a mite longer till I come see you. With some new stories to boot, I imagine. Ruby and Nicole stood on the front porch while the others helped load Ruby's things into the back of Walt's bus. Ruby watched them, a mix of sadness and anticipation on her face. Walt came out of the house carrying her large steamer trunk. Mind you don't hurt your back with that one, hippie, Ruby said. Walt stopped and smiled at her. Not to worry, Mama. Lift with your legs. That's the rule, he said. He stepped off the porch and heaved the trunk towards the bus. Halfway across the yard, Walt turned back and looked at Ruby. Hey, say, Mama, which vehicle were you planning on riding in when we head out? Ruby beamed at Walt. Well, I was kind of hoping you would let me ride along in your fancy bus there with you, Ruby said. Walt's smile broadened as he turned and shoved the big trunk in the back of the bus. That one there has an old soul and a good heart. He needs watching over. I think that's part of the reason I was meant to come along with you folks, Ruby said. Nicole looked at Ruby questioningly, and Ruby saw it. Now don't go thinking I'm some sort of doomsday nut, or one that has to see an ordered plan and everything. I just have lived long enough to know that the plans we pitiful mortals make don't always comply with the way things turn out. There can be bitter disappointment in that, but mighty wonder too. Ruby said. Walt jumped down from the bus and ran back into the house. A few seconds later, he came out, pushing Ruby's wheelchair. He eased it down the steps and over to the bus. Nicole was about to speak when Walt called out. We got you all packed, Mama. We're ready to go when you are, he said. Ruby waved at him. She spoke softly to herself. Ready I am, for whatever the good Lord has in mind, I reckon... Ruby started down the steps when she turned, feeling Nicole's eyes on her. That's it? Don't you want to say goodbye to the place or lock up, Ruby? Nicole said. From the bottom of the steps, Ruby looked up at Nicole and smiled, and then gazed at her house and land for a second. Goodbye, house. You are more comfort than trouble most days, she said. Nicole laughed as Ruby turned and shuffled across the yard toward Walt's bus. Walt rushed up and took her hand. Ain't you the gentleman hippie? Ruby said as she leaned on him. Nicole stood there watching them go. Come on, Nicole, we've got miles to make, Ruby said, bringing Nicole out of her revere. Nicole hurried off the porch and over to the GTO, where Sam waited in the passenger seat. As the mid-morning sun rose in the sky, they headed down the dirt road and back to the highway. As the day wore on, Nicole and Walt picked their way down the highway. The stretch they were on was the worst Nicole had seen since she set out. Where before she was able to reach a good speed, here on what she knew was essentially the last leg of her journey before reaching her father's base, the roads were jammed with vehicles of all types on both sides of the highway. 
for the last several hours they had not been able to get their vehicles much above 15 miles an hour, and that for only short stretches. What was most disconcerting was the fact that the vehicles jamming the road weren't just abandoned. They were burned and torn. The ground all around the highway was pockmarked with small craters and upturned earth. As Nicole weaved the GTO around the charred remains of what looked to be a Honda Civic and a Winnebago, Sam pointed out the windshield. There, he said. Nicole looked up to where Sam pointed as she cleared the wreckage. By the side of the road was a large sign that read, Welcome to Colorado. Beyond it, down the highway for as far as the eye could see, was more of the same. Wrecked and burned cars and torn up earth on both sides of the highway. As Walt edged past the Winnebago behind her, the radio crackled to life. Hey, Nicole, Walt here. Some kind of welcome, huh? What happened here, man? Nicole picked up the radio. Hey, Walt, I don't know. It almost looks like somebody bombed all these cars along the highway, Nicole said. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. But why would someone do that, though? I mean, the dead can't drive, so why would someone wipe out a bunch of civilians, man? Walt said. I don't know that either, Walt. I know things were really crazy at the end, but this doesn't make any sense to me, Nicole said. Nicole pushed slowly down the highway, weaving in and around the carnage. Behind her, the bigger bus came to a stop, and Walt had to nudge a mangled pickup truck out of the way. Walt cleared the pickup and caught up to Nicole as she edged around a flattened Tahoe. Jordan wants me to ask you how much farther it is to your dad's place, man, Walt said. Nicole keyed the mic. We could make it by this evening if it weren't for all this wreckage on the road. At this rate, I'd say maybe tomorrow afternoon. Maybe, she said. Well, that's cool, man. Hey, what is it anyway, where your dad works? Walt said. I've only ever been there once. As far as I know, it's the undisclosed location. You know, wherever some major event happens and the news says the vice president has gone to an undisclosed location. Well, this is that place. It's like NORAD in a mountain, only nobody outside of the military really knows about it, Nicole said. The radio crackled and Walt's voice came back. How is your dad going to feel about you disclosing it to us, man? Nicole smiled. He'll probably rip me a new one. I'll have to listen to a lecture, but he'll let us in, Nicole said. Well, that's cool, man, Walt said. Then the radio fell silent as Nicole and Walt continued to inch their way through the carnage. As Nicole cleared a burned-out 18-wheeler, a stretch of road opened up in front of her for maybe a mile. Behind her, Walt had lagged back, trying to maneuver through a tangle of wrecked cars. "'Looks like we got a clear stretch for maybe a mile or so,' Nicole said into the radio. "'Roger that, man,' Walt said. Next to her in the GTO, Sam craned his neck, looking through the windshield. "'What is that up ahead?' he said. Nicole squinted her eyes and tried to focus on what it was. Probably just more wreckage, she said. She keyed the mic on the radio and called to Walt. Hey, Walt, be advised. I don't know if you can see it yet, but this clear stretch doesn't last long. It looks like we're going to have a real tangle in a mile or so, she said. She dropped the radio in the seat next to her as Sam continued to peer at the mass ahead. Not satisfied with the view through the windshield, he stuck his head out of the window to get a better look. As he gazed ahead, Nicole hit the gas, emerging from the tangled carnage onto the straightaway. From outside the window, Sam's face went ashen. Stop the car, he said. 
Nicole did not hear him immediately, and she kept going. Stop the car, Nicole, he said again, this time pulling himself back into the car. At about the same time as Sam got his head back in and was about to yell at Nicole again, Nicole saw what Sam already knew was out there. Her face lost all color. Her foot came off the gas, and she brought the big car to a stop. Sam, she said. I know, I see them, Sam said. Nicole looked behind her. Walt was about a quarter mile back and just emerging from the last of the tangle of wrecked cars. She turned forward and grabbed the radio. Walt! Walt! Stop the bus! We've got walkers! She said. It was several seconds before Walt responded. How many, man? He said. Nicole looked out her windshield. All of them? Five hundred? A thousand? I don't know. We thought it was a massive wreckage up ahead, but... Nicole's words trailed off. She looked behind her, knowing that any retreat meant inching their way down the highway through the mass of debris. Sam kept his focus on the horde ahead of them. She looked to the right and left, but saw only more carnage. Where there wasn't a smashed and destroyed vehicle, there was torn up earth. The crackling of the radio startled her. What do you want us to do, Nicole? We can't make a run for it back the way we came, not with all those wrecked cars everywhere, Walt said. Sam was all action. He jumped in the back seat and started checking the rifles and pistols. Nicole looked ahead and then at her rearview mirror at Walt's bus, stopped just beyond the last of the wreckage. She threw the car in reverse and hit the gas. Sam flew forward, almost smashing his face into the front seat. Nicole keyed the radio as she raced back to Walt's bus. Get everyone ready! We're coming aboard!